Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a special Aloha edition of Beer-Tastic Voyage. I'm Kevin. This is Mark. And I'm Justin. And today we are going to sample some of the fruits of Mark's voyages to the far-off Isles of Hawaii. I like how you worked that in there. That's pretty good. Of the Latakai Brewing Company. And I think uh, I'm going to speak for all of us that we don't really habla Hawaiian. And it's <laughs> maybe a little difficult for us to say some of the words. So if you do speak yeah, Hawaiian. Yeah, for all the Hawaiians listening to this, I apologize for my botched pronunciations. And that thank are you for listening follow. from many, 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 many miles away. So uh, get us going here. Lanakai Brewing Company is located in uh, Kalua, Hawaii, on the big island of Oahu. And uh, it was uh, the last brewery that we stopped at before we flew back to New York, and it was by far my favorite stop of all the places that we visited while we were in Hawaii. And uh, give a little history, the brewery was founded in 2014 by four guys, uh, Steve Holmeschild being like the glue that holds everything together here along with Brandon Coney, uh, Dano French, and Al Darling. And uh, they have a uh, mission to produce the best beers with the all the ingredients available to them in the Pacific. So lots of local stuff and uh, also stuff from other Pacific islands. So on that subject, we're going to start off with their Pillbox Porter, which is a 6.5% ABV with 45 IBUs and it is a uh, uses a blend of Hawaiian to, and Tahitian vanilla with uh, some chocolate notes and uh, some caramely and roasted barley malt flavor and uh, we've already poured it out here I see you guys smelling I don't know if you've tasted but I'm gonna dive into my glass here if one of you could take over well I didn't get a chance to smell it but the color is a nice opaque black um, with a kind of thin tad head, but the sip is awesome. Yeah. I was really happy with that first sip. Uh, I got the chocolate note in the back of the sip. I got the little bit of vanilla in the front, and I this is a really nice find. Kudos. Yeah, this, that's a perfect description of it. The, the, the transition from the vanilla note to the chocolate, is that's the, uh, the best kind of... Uh, it, the two flavors are so distinct, but they mix on my tongue. Yeah, it, absolutely. It's just so well balanced. Yeah, and I, I also get a little bit of chocolate too. I, I this is a great beer, and I'm gonna be sad when this bottle's gone. Yeah, I taste I taste the chocolate that you get from a you know from a good roast of uh, malt on a porter, but the vanilla kind of gives it almost that oak that oak aged flavor. But yeah, it definitely. Doesn't have it doesn't have the texture. Or really the depth of flavor that a that a barrel aged beer has, but it's really tasty. It's nice. It's a, for lack of a better word, it's a light version of a barrel beer. That's a, a really interesting thing. I, I, I that's exactly describing what I'm thinking, and I couldn't find a way to, to say it out out loud. It doesn't have that brandy quality that you have or the sipping quality right. that you get from the higher ABV um, barrel. You know bourbon barrel aged thing well it doesn't take i don't taste the bourbon barrel it just takes like that yeah. oakiness of the vanilla right so i i didn't get that liquor that kind of liquor consistency that, 
That's what I'm saying. It. I don't. I don't have that, but I yeah. have. I get that, like you said, barrel type quality from yeah, the vanilla. Exactly. Yeah, and they they also note that uh, it's got a thinner body that uh, complements the island climate, which is yeah, it definitely helps make this a little bit more drinkable, especially when you know you're still in the 80s in the dead of winter i was actually surprised when you uh when you were out there and you had said that they had a porter i mean i I knew they would make a porter just to have it be one of the cornerstone things that they that they have it's um it's interesting especially like i said because of the climate it's even more interesting to find out that they kept that climate in mind when brewing a porter yeah i this brewery is top notch i mean i I also want to mention their uh label art Aside from label art, yeah. Aside from like great illustrations, they have this like really great handy like at a glance. So user looking, guide, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like just this beer at a guide. So just to read out loud here off the bottle, it says keep gold, avoid sunlight, ages well, <laughs> and uh, it also tells you to recycle. But it also has a little. Uh, five bar graph to tell you how hoppy it is and how malty it is and they also give you the batch number two so this is batch number 129 we're drinking yeah so they they definitely have uh they have this one down yeah it's it's good stuff and you know like i said they they only their first beer uh was sold in 2015 so they have not been open that long but they are doing some great stuff yeah i mean if it's 2000 you said 2015 it was when they sold their first beer. Yeah, well, if if they're on batch 129 of this already, I could totally see why. Because this stuff would... I, I'd i be drinking this up if it's at a local bar. I'd be down to these all night. Well, especially with the lighter body. It's very interesting. It, t- it takes the porter into um, something that doesn't sit in your tongue as much. And it, it allows you to drink more of it without being overwhelmed. Yeah, and as I continue to sip on it, I kind of get a little bit of warmth in the back of the finish. And it's nice how it kind of... It gives it a little bit more full flavor in the back of it. Uh, do we want to do ratings now with each beer, or do we want to kind of hold them off to the end today? I think yeah. we're doing each, doom each one. Yeah, as we go along. So uh, I'll start off. This, for me, is definitely a growler. Uh, yeah, I, I could drink my way through a growler, no problem, and really enjoy it. I'm going to piggyback right on top of that and say growler as well. Like This is a, this is a solid beer to drink all night or if i only wanted one and to build off it for the rest of the night i'd be happy about it and i'm this is a really great find mark thank you yeah i'm gonna i'm actually gonna i'm gonna step it up and i'm, I'm gonna go keg i think the lighter body allows it to be something that i can have around for a while and and i think also think that other people who maybe aren't into quote-unquote dark and heavy beer could be uh opened up to a darker beer with this a little bit i mean it's not it's not perfect i think that a lot of people who don't like a, a dark beer just aren't going to but yeah. this might be something that could kind of sway them into, into realizing that they're not heavy, quote-unquote. Yeah, it, it might be a good... Maybe not what I would use to try to get people into craft beer, but to try to inch them towards the porters of say, hey, try this. This might be one of the ones that I reach to first to say, try this one out. Now, they call it the pillbox porter, but Mark, you tried to visit the pillbox that they speak of in this on this label, right? Yeah, so uh, while... I was in Hawaii with my family. Most of, or a lot of what we did outdoorsy was actually hikes. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, we tried hiking up the pillbox uh, trail, of which I believe this porter is named after, and made it about 
three quarters of the way and then uh, threw in the towel because my wife was ill and couldn't breathe and I was also carrying uh, my daughter on my back and uh, realized towards the end of the hike that it becomes more of a rock scramble than a hike and I decided <laughs> that I didn't want to attempt that with uh, my daughter dangling off my back. It became an episode of Double Dare all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we we hiked up high enough on the uh, the the cliff or whatever you want to call it there to get some gorgeous panoramic photos but we didn't quite make it to the, the full box what the escarpment yeah there you go you don't Fancy get a lot words. of chances to use that no doesn't come up a lot in everyday conversation so we're gonna move on now to our second beer which is their rubber slipper and uh i was corrected that i had you know so this, this is one of their limited releases uh it may be off tap at this point because i picked this up a month ago but uh it is a uh so yeah i asked for uh to get a bomber of this when they they fill them up at at uh, upon request you just have to wait a little while because it's a counter flow filling system oh wow that's really cool yeah and that's why if you look at the label here justin it's what the beer is and the stats are handwritten on there wow that is really cool yeah it's definitely a cool thing to uh do and i was happy that i got to take some of this back to share with you guys now what kind of beer is the uh rubber slipper so the rubber slipper it's uh 6.2 percent abv 20 ibus and uh it is a double dry hopped yuzu sour and uh yuzu is a japanese citrus fruit that is uh you know, larger than a mandarin orange and uh, an interesting flavor. Not, and, not the Greek booze that I was thinking of originally yeah, when you told yeah, me Yeah, no. <laughs> Which, man, that stuff gets you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much its only purpose. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh, a bright acidic and uh, has a bit of a dank hop aroma because of that double dry hopping. But Now, do you know what kind of hops they use in this edition? No, I don't. All right. I, uh, I took a picture of the board, but uh, that was not provided. Okay. Um, I think it's really cool that they have like set limited release labels that they can fill in with handwritten handwritten information, so that way it's always ready to go. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I like I said, this is by far my favorite brewery stop when we were in Hawaii. Well, taking a look at it, it's a uh, it's a little it's one shade darker than gold, I'd guess. Yeah, but um, also super clear. Yeah, yeah you can very, say, you very can see clear. my hand right through it. Uh, and um, thin head. It's got a little bit of foam on there, but nothing, uh, nothing really crazy. It laces really nicely, though. <clears throat> I love the aroma on this because it's, uh, it is certainly a little bit citrusy, but it's not, you know, it's yuzu, so not something I've really had experience with previously. That is really good. Yeah. So really it, good. and it's a little bit of sweetness in the aroma as well, and. It, the flavor is just great it's like you know nice and tart a little bit of citrus there but uh and whatever hops they use to dry hop this with definitely complement those citrus notes because i don't get uh any pine dankness at all no, in no this beer. Pine. Uh, it's really interesting is it a soured beer is that is that usually it's obviously not usually dry hopped and it's got pretty unique um it well i mean it depends so uh Something a little more local to home, Justin. Great South Bay has their Sagtico Sour, yeah, which is a dry hop, quick sour beer like this. Oh, okay, I've never, I've never been able to uh, to get it. Every time I've, I've heard it's there, 
I've, I've had the second because now yeah. it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I didn't care for it myself. I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. No. Well, it uh, that might be because it's got some kind of citrusy notes in there, but, but I, this I, is I don't really know. good. The um, the rubber slipper is great. I, you know, this is, it's good. Again, one of the most unique beers I've ever had. It it, it carries through the hops in a way that makes hops insanely enjoyable for me. I mean, typically it's a, a flavor that I try to stay away from, like when you say hops. But it, this is, I mean, just shows you the type of how the type of hops really makes a difference, and also when it's added. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a little sad that I only brought these three back. I would have loved to have uh, shared the uh, their Route 70. Uh, I think it was a saison with you guys as well. That one was a, another great beer. Now, yeah, you told me that somebody robbed the last bottle from you. Yeah, unfortunately. What was the uh, what was the procedure for bringing these back? Now you were on a cruise to Hawaii. Yeah, so, <coughs> excuse me, um, because American Airlines uh, fucked us. EVA. We end, so we were supposed to fly out of Honolulu around 2 o'clock in the afternoon and instead ended up flying out at 11 p.m. So we had basically a whole day after we got off the cruise ship to kill on Oahu. Right. And so we... Stopped at uh, Lanakai Brewing Company, did a couple of other things. So these three bombers actually just ended up going in one of the suitcases wrapped up in clothing. Okay. Oh, so I imagine that uh, if you would, if you, this was a pl- a more planned stop, you probably would have uh, shipped some stuff back. Uh, yeah, I mean, we had already shipped a bunch of stuff back, and I didn't feel like finding another office supply place to buy packing you know, uh, boxes and... No, it makes sense. I just mean if you if it wasn't like, like you said, a, a sort of a last-minute thing, you probably probably would have went there and been like, okay, I need to take a bunch of this stuff back. Well, yeah, I mean, it was certainly planned to stop there, but, yeah, I had no idea that I was going to love this stuff as much as I did. Now, Mark, one more time. What's the fruit that's in this? Yuzu, Y-U-Z-U. All right. Now, I still don't know how to say yuzu, but I realized that I have had this flavor once before. In a candy at a Japanese restaurant. Yeah, that makes sense. They, you know, those little fruit candies that they have, you know, sometimes at the uh, hostess station. Oh. Because I'm a fat ass, I grabbed the whole handful of. Um, you know, I have definitely had yuzu flavored candy before, and I was very happy with it. And I thought it was probably uh, sour apple because I think it's kind of close to that flavor. Yeah, okay. Not knowing any better, I could see Yeah, it. if if I didn't know what the, if you didn't tell me that what this was, I would say, "Oh, it tastes like sour apple." But, a very yeah, a very light version of it. Yeah, but this is another great find, 2 for 2 here, Mark. All right, so how how about we go around and uh give a rating to this then? Um, I'm going to start off with this one and I'm going to go with a bomber of this one. I think the tartness is nice. It's a clean palate. I can have more than cleans the palate off i could have more than one of them but i think if i tried to drink a whole growler or more i would probably fry my palate out with it yeah liking the sours a little bit more i'm definitely gonna go growler okay um the other part is for me the uh i believe i think it's the dry hop part that is kind of cleaning up the sour for me at the end it doesn't it, it sort of allows me to have more of it yeah i don't think it's uh i have no idea what the ph on the beer is but i don't think it's that terribly low and therefore not terribly tart but it, it's great i'm gonna go with a growler as well uh i don't think i would drink the whole thing but i would definitely uh use some of it to either uh cook some fish or maybe braise some meat and uh yeah make myself a 
pretty tasty meal. You've got the second part of that. Invite Kevin and I over. <laughs> I just I just show up at, at, at these points anymore. I don't think I. Have to I, I smelled it. something, so I came to your house. My house. <laughs> my fat senses are tingling. Someone's <laughs> cooking something in beer. All right, Mark, guys. I'm showing up at your house. All right, guys. Uh, lastly, here, beer number three. We've got their Moku Moku Imperial IPA. Which is a double IPA at eight and a half percent alcohol. It's got seventy-five IBUs, and uh, I'm gonna botch some more uh, language here. With uh, I guess it's Picake Botanicals, bring a floral aroma and a slight bitterness to the signature IPA. It's complemented with uh, select hops to give you notes of uh, citrus, pineapple, and mango, mango, and a solid malt backbone to give it sort of a final touch to balance everything out. All right, and I'm uh, peeking at the bottle here, and it's got a great sunset uh, art on it, but I'm peeking at the uh, the bar graph that you were talking about before, and this has all five sections filled up for the hops and two on the ball. And it looks like it's batch number 31? I don't know. It's a little... The stamp's a little iffy there, but... Uh... Yeah, it might be 31. Or oh, maybe 131. It's, it's either 31 or 131, but... Okay. but uh, Only off by order of magnitude. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. If this is another golden color beer... Yeah, um, it's very similar in color to the uh, the rubber slipper. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you pour them next to each other, I, I wouldn't know the difference. Yeah. The, uh, you know, the head looks a little different. It doesn't quite have that same body on top of it that the, uh, the sour had. But it's definitely very clear. That nice golden straw color. And Mark, quick quick question before I uh, give my thoughts on how this tastes. IPA, double IPA. What's the double part? It's really just uh, the alcohol content. Okay. I think uh, single IPAs, I think the maximum alcohol content is like six. And then, uh, you know, I'm not 100% on the ranges here, but six to ten, let's say, is a double IPA and anything over ten you know, might be called a triple IPA or, you know, De- whatever. Death. Yeah, whatever other creative <laughs> names American craft brewers can come up with. Now, they're calling this one an imperial IPA. And when I think of imperial, I usually think of stouts. And I know that that's the whole story with shipping beers to the imperial court of Russia. So what's the story? with? I don't think they were shipping IPAs to Russia. The IPAs were always to India. Yeah, so Imperial has just become a shorthand for stronger than typical alcohol content in craft beer. Oh, okay, so this one at eight point one percent ABV, they're using the freight. They're using Imperial simply as that it's overproof, for lack of a better word. Exactly. Okay. So I mean, it this has an uh, a pleasant aroma. It's not dank whatsoever, and uh, you know, taking a sip, it's pretty tasty. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to slightly disagree with you. This is uh, it, a little me, too bitter for your uh, standards. Yes, it, it is not completely offensive. So it, we're not talking about you know like you know pour it out situation. But yeah, this isn't one that uh, that I, I would normally pick, which is which is actually good to have on the podcast. You know, like you had said, you would, would like to have brought back the saison, but you know, some terrible, terrible, terrible person out there stole that last bottle from you. Um. I'm not wishing any sort of terrible thing to happen to them or anything. But you did have to bring home a third beer, and it was this double IPA, which, you know, it's good for us to taste something a little different on the podcast. 
So I guess we could thank that person, kind of. Yeah. Uh, but it, you know, it it's just a little too dank for me. And I know it's, this is not a dank IPA by any stretch of the imagination. It just I don't know what it is about my palate, but anything bitter, no matter what it is, just tears me apart. Well, I mean, I'm taking a sip here, and I just I can't seem to. I don't mind IPAs that finish clean, or fit, you know that I don't have to continuously taste. And this one's just kind of making me like a little bit at the end of it. I've never wanted one of those plastic tongue tongue trapers any more than I do want right now. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of still hanging out in the back of my throat. The flavor of this beer, and it's not really pleasing to me. Yeah, I'm the bitterness definitely comes at you at the back end, but I. I don't know. I'm the lone man out on this one. It's, uh, you know, it's definitely one of the IPAs that I've had that I'm like, all right, yeah, this is not bad. I've been in the same place, though, because I think it was poor Jeff. They have an IPA or maybe it might even be a double IPA. I can't remember that we had when we went to taste there. Right. uh, Before your daughter was born. And I, I liked it. It was the first time I had an IPA where I was like, okay, well, you know, this is one that if I were out and this was like the only option versus, you know, one of the, you know, water type beers. Yeah. That, that Mark doesn't like when I say the name out loud. Yeah. He just says, what? <laughs> those, those... <laughs> then, you know, that that's something that I would order. So I don't think you're necessarily odd man out. I definitely understand. I just feel like, uh, you know, it just wasn't my thing. I mean, with IPAs, I a lot of times feel like they're a struggle, that they're a good pairing with meal i don't mind pairing ipas with food because usually the strong enough you know the stronger bite can stand up to the food that i'm eating and it can kind of counter it out or if i'm having something spicy it goes well with it but uh just drinking it straight up i'm not really finding it very pleasing i think it's also like you know could be like any meal for instance you know you're eating a very heavy fat-based meal but you have a you know a, some kind of uh dressed item like a vegetable or salad on the side you can kind of go back and forth yeah. and you know you get this flavor and then you're cleaning it and then you're getting this flavor and you're cleaning it so i think that that has a lot to do with it yeah i i, I agree with what you're saying I definitely you want to something the to cleanse out the the fatty feeling with something that you're having really really rich but um even when i think of hawaiian food um of lots of fruits and bright flavors and you know, and seafood, I think that this would go okay with that. And I think that if I was having a fish dish, I would enjoy this. Some poke? I don't know what that is. What is poke? It's Hawaiian sushi. Yeah, okay. I'm it's, a, yeah, it's a raw tuna dish. All right. Uh, Not necessarily tuna. Oh, really? I thought it was always tuna. Yeah. No, I don't believe it always has to be tuna. Well... I think something like that, yeah, sign me up for that. I think it might be cool. I think if you use something like this for a pseudo ceviche, it might be really cool. But that would actually be pretty, pretty neat idea. Get know. on that, Mark. You cook. <laughs> you know, not but, raw uh, fish. No, no. Uh, what was that? Actually, I, I actually, said not raw fish. You don't cook raw fish. Obviously, you don't. Come on, dude. I don't eat raw fish. You're lucky. You know, but ceviche, like... ceviche is technically not raw. That's right. It's cooked. It's cooked with no, acid. It's, it's not, not cooked. It, the, it, the texture is just changed by the acidity. It is not cooked. If there are if if there are worm eggs in that fish that you made ceviche with, you're gonna get worms. Oh, I've eaten a lot of ceviche. 
And nobody wants worms. <laughs> no, no. Nobody wants ants or worms. Ants. So this is how we get worms. <laughs> Do you want ants? That's how you get ants. Um, so let's... I mean, Does anybody have any other thoughts on the uh, Moku Imperial IPA here? No. So, Kevin, why don't you start us off with rating it? Uh, I think I'm going to go with a pint. Um, it's That's probably on the high side of what I want, but I'm going to go with a pint for me. I'm going to go with taster. I kind of feel bad going to taster because it's... Like I said, it's not it's not something that I would I was you know immediately like oh god this has to go away, but um yeah it's not I don't think I really would want to order a pint of it. It's also a pint for me, you know. Like I said, you know we're we're definitely not IPA guys, but I could certainly enjoy a pint of this. But then I'm definitely gonna want to move on to something else. So uh, yeah, my only reservation of drinking a whole pint of this. Uh, you know, out at a bar would be that it would kind of blow it out, blow out the palate a little bit. But I think I, I think it's going to be okay. Well, I can tell you right okay. now, you could probably run right back to that uh, pillbox porter oh, and make everything look, all okay. How convenient! There's some more here. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. So while you pour yourself some more of that, Kevin, I just wanted to mention that uh, they recently started their Mauka to Makai limited series, and I'm sure I botched those pronunciations as well. So, so far in that series, they released their Forever Summer, which is a passion fruit, orange, guava, Berliner Weiss. Oh, my God. That There's a lot of syllables going on there, and that crazy. sounds excellent. Yeah, and then they have their Mahina, which is a bourbon barrel-aged barley wine. Oh. That might be a little much for me, but it's, <laughs> I'd be willing to try it, absolutely. I'd like to put it in my cellar. So, so those two are out already, and the next one that's going to be coming out uh, later this month in January is their chocolate Hopia Imperial Stout, which uh, is called Akole Maluna, and I'm sure I botched everything there. So again, Hawaiians, I apologize, but uh, like I said, they're great brewery making some tasty beers, so... Uh, now, get over get, there to visit them. Did you get a chance to check out like the uh, the tasting room and stuff like that while you were there? Or yeah, we went to the tasting room. Uh, it, they don't have parking there at the brewery, so you're gonna have to park somewhere nearby and walk over there. All right. Well, what's the is there like a supermarket nearby or something? Uh, yeah. There's there's definitely parking nearby there, and uh, you know, just be careful. Make sure you're not parking where somebody's gonna tow your car while you're drinking beer. Yeah, that's that sounds like the last thing you need on vacation. But you know, typical of uh, you know, new, newly opened uh, craft breweries. They're at the end of like a warehouse building. Yeah, that's always the. Uh, so I mean, on the weekend, you never have to worry about parking. Though. You know, in those kind of regions. No, where where they are, it, it's pretty pretty busy. Yeah. Yeah, oh, wow. we, we were there on a Saturday, and okay. uh, so yeah, just keep an eye out. Make sure your car doesn't get towed while you're drinking some tasty beer. Oh, sometimes when I'm drinking, my car getting towed is probably a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's definitely times that it's probably saved a few folks. I'm not gonna say you in particular, but no. but uh, I haven't had it be towed. But I have to. I have to be honest. If I saw it being towed, I probably would have been like, okay, you can tow it. Can I just sit in it? <laughs> the, I'm thinking of the last time that you and I were drunk enough that we had to go get your car from a train station oh god and this is one of those few times that justin like 
he likes to bring him out sometimes, but doesn't like to bring him out sometimes. And I think at that point, if they had towed your car, you would have you would have had an aneurysm because there was important stuff in the car that you needed. But at the same point, it would have just been worthwhile. It would have just made the story even better. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. But, yeah, that's uh, uh, we'll we'll save that for uh, a podcast where I'm far drunker than I am right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, does that, uh, Mark? Thank you for uh, bringing back this uh, wonderful gift for us, and uh, hopefully, you know, I get a chance to get out there at some point. And if I do, I'm definitely stopping in at Latakai Brewery. Yeah, Steph and I are planning. Uh, well. I say planning. We're talking about going there for our tenth anniversary. You're talking about years. planning, maybe. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's it, it basically means that I have to do something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she's not going to. So we'll. Uh, I, I hope that we get to go out there, if not just for this beer for uh, you know Hawaii itself. But this is definitely some motivation. Yeah. It. Yeah. It definitely. Uh, anybody heading out to Hawaii, definitely stop by Atlantic Guy. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.